Hi, everyone. Good morning. It is just after 6 a.m. in Napa Valley. I thought I would get up early and try and do a few podcasts before the local weed whackers. I'm surrounded by big ranches, a, a cattle ranch, a winery, and we are in weed hacking season in Napa. The rains have stopped and it's time to mow down the weeds in fear of, of course, the fire danger. But I think they had the same idea I did, get an early start. And so if you hear a little buzzing in the background, I apologize. Anyway, welcome to Ask the Dentist podcast, where we talk about functional dentistry, oral health issues, and any questions you have. Today's question is great. Uh, It's a very practical one. I like talking about it because it affects me, it affects everyone, children, adults, adults that are trying to lose weight, adults that are addicted to sugar, kids that are becoming addicted to sugary snacks. We all know how bad sugar is, so we're going to talk about that. Here is the question. Hello, I'd like to know about what other healthy, sweet snacks we can give to our children I understand fruit is a good option because although it has sugars, it comes with fiber and water. I wanted to know whether some of the artificial sugars or alternative sweeteners, for example, xylitol or monk fruit sugar, whether that's actually good for children. I know generally with sweeteners, it has on the label can cause laxative effects in, if consumed in high amounts. But I just wanted to know for children, my daughter is one and a half years old, or generally toddlers, what are the safest sugar alternatives to give, if there are any? Thanks a lot. This is a wonderful question. I think all of us have had to deal with at one point in our lives an addiction to sugar. Maybe addiction is too strong of a word, but Sugar is everywhere. It is in all of our foods. And the food companies, you know, they claim they do it for many reasons. Some will say, or originally it was designed, I mean, back before we had preservatives in food, salt and sugar would help preserve food somewhat. But really, in today's world, the food companies know that it is addictive. We have taste buds that, from an evolutionary standpoint, are very sensitive to sweet things. Before there was packaged foods and cookies and and sweets, our body was telling us, this is a good thing. Store up uh, some carbs for the winter that is coming and the low quantities of stored food. And so we are very prone to being very addicted. Again, that word keeps coming up. I mean, we do become obsessive about sweets and because our tongues are very sensitive to that taste and and there's a reason for it. But in today's world, that is backfiring on us. Uh, Sugar, of course, is one of the major causes of chronic disease. Everyone knows this. Deep down, we know that sugar is bad for us. And we think about this while we're consuming a Coca-Cola or Pepsi, a diet soda, cookies, you know, even dried fruit. That sweet taste is wonderful, but we know it's a guilty pleasure. I've talked about how I got off of my sugar habit. That was my big vice. It got, actually got me through dental school. A lot of students were you know, drinking coffee. I don't drink coffee. I mean, there were some medications that were being taken, ADD medications back then. My way of getting through dental school and and the fatigue and staying up late at night was uh, freshly baked cookies if I could get them. 
or Pepperidge Farm cookies. I mean, and of course, that's very sweet. Add the flour in there, the processed flour, and you know where that goes. So it's a great question. I think it's a question that we all need to ask whether we have children or not. And I think I have a pretty solid answer. There was another podcast where I talked about how I got off of my sugar addiction. And I won't go into that. I would I would listen to that. It's basically finding a safe sweet that doesn't elevate your blood sugar as much. And I talked about dark chocolate then. But here's another product and another substance, artificial sweetener, that I'm going to talk about that I would recommend. And the person who asked the question brings it up. It's monk fruit. So monk fruit, I am all for. I am not for any of the other artificial sweeteners. I wouldn't ingest a lot of xylitol. I'm a big fan of xylitol in the mouth, in toothpaste, especially if it's a natural form of xylitol. Again, sugars are processed products, even the artificial sugars. Some of them are, are synthetic, but you have to refine like the sugar cane. You have to break it down and extract certain substances or make it more pure. And, and that sometimes involves chemicals. So you have to be careful. Coconut sugar, you know, organic coconut sugar is probably healthier, but it's still sugar. It still, you know, makes your, your pancreas uh, react. You know, your insulin levels will go up and spike and you'll tend to gain weight and your blood sugar levels will fluctuate more. So that's not a good thing. The great thing about monk fruit though, and by the way, monk fruit is pretty new. I would say it's about 10 years old, maybe to the market, at least to the US market in a, you know, where you can get it in a bag and bake with it. But it's been around for a long time in China, actually. I think it's called the Lo Han Guo fruit. It's a small green melon. It's from the melon family. It's native to Southern China. And it's named after the monks who first cultivated this melon, I mean, centuries ago. So it's been around for a long time. Of course, there are storied health benefits of this fruit in traditional Chinese medicine. We'll talk a little bit about that. It actually is almost 200 times sweeter than table sugar. There are a lot of artificial sweeteners that claim the same. Stevia probably is the safest one. That'll give some people gas. Uh, I'm not a big fan of stevia because it doesn't taste very good. I think there's an aftertaste. Of course, stay away from aspartame and, and all of those sugars. Those are man-made and they actually cause brain damage. You can Google that, read more about it, but that is absolutely a fact. But they're still on the market. So monk fruit is, I think, the best if you want to eat something sweet, again, I don't think we should be eating sweet things, even if they're artificially sweetened, because that still activates that part of our brain, that pleasure center where, oh, that's sweet. I want more. And I think it's our ancestors didn't have that opportunity. They had access to fresh fruit and dates infrequently, and it was a treat. So, But eating foods every day at every meal with sugar in it is not a good idea. So we need to deprogram ourselves from that sugar hit. And of course, eating an artificial sweetener doesn't do that because we're still tasting it, even though it may be a healthier sugar, for example. Uh, by the way, agave syrup, organic coconut sugar, these are all maybe healthier sounding sugars, but they are still sugars. Xylitol, again, as I mentioned, in the mouth and toothpaste is fine. You know, there's sorbitol that's also in toothpaste, by the way. All of those sugars, those are the wood sugars I would stay away from. I've also done a podcast about that. I will link to both of those podcasts so that you can go back and listen to them if you haven't already done so. 
So again, 200 times even more, depends on who you read, what you read, times sweeter than table sugar. So you can use very little of it. Here's the kicker. It has zero calories and zero carbs. That's phenomenal. Therefore, it doesn't raise blood glucose levels. This is great for your kid, for your one and a half year old. It's also good if you're an adult. And if you do have to, you know, if you need to eat something sweet, are there foods out there on the market that are packaged with monk fruit? Absolutely. We're going to talk about that. Can you buy monk fruit in a bag and bake with it? Absolutely. That's what I would recommend if you like sweets. Uh, Equal, Splenda, Aspartame, these are very controversial again. They are dangerous products. Stay away from those. Monk fruit, doesn't have any known side effects. Even the FDA got involved and and said it, it. I don't know why the FDA would get involved with monk fruit because it is extracted from a food. But anyway, they deemed monk fruit as generally recognized as safe for everyone, including pregnant women and children. Monk fruit gets its sweetness from natural compounds, but something I've never heard of, and those are magrocides. You know, you hear of oligocides, saccharides. All sorts of different sugars, but magrocides I've never come across. It's unusual. It's generally safe for those that have diabetes because it doesn't increase your blood sugar levels. So diabetics know about monk fruit. You know, if you're type one, of course, you need sugar to help bring up low blood sugar. But monk fruit, again, no calories, no carbs, no fat. Who cares? I mean, that's in the literature, but fat is good, of course, but it's interesting that it's there. We still, in many areas, still deem fat as being a bad thing. We demonize fat. That's wrong. By the way, it was the carbohydrate food industry that demonized fat a long time ago. A book that I really like and found fascinating. It's a detective story written by journalist Tykeholtz is her name. I think her first name is Jennifer, The Big Fat Surprise. Definitely read that book. I will include that link as well. Fascinating book. So the fruits magrocides are said to be anti-inflammatory, and they may even help prevent cancer. They also help stabilize blood sugar levels. I mean, we're talking about a sugar that tastes very good. By the way, the taste is excellent. I don't get that aftertaste I do with stevia. It seems to bake well. I don't do a lot of baking, but for the times that I've asked people to try it out in in recipes, they are, I would say, 99% of them come back and go, my goodness, that was fantastic. They bake well. The sugar caramelizes properly and browns and and all of that. So this is all great news, right? You don't have to use as much, no calories, but can you get it? One caveat, as you would imagine, uh, people have allergies. Uh, Monk fruit allergies are very rare. It's basically an allergic reaction to the gourd family. So if you have allergies to pumpkin, uh, cucumbers, uh, melons, I know some people that are actually allergic to melons. So if you have a melon allergy, for example, try the monk fruit, go slow and make sure you're near a hospital or, you know, in a densely populated area, not out there camping or in a remote area and just, and just try it again. It's very, very rare. So having not heard about the magrocide, it's called the magrocide five. I I had to do a little research. So there are five glucose units attached to this magrocide. So that's why it tastes stronger. It's it's five glucose units attached to the molecule instead of one. And the other interesting thing that I found interesting is that normally glucose, normal sugars, those components are digested in the small intestine. And so that absorption gets into the bloodstream. More, It's more likely to get into the bloodstream. And that's why you get that sugar hit. But magrocide, those 
components, those five glucose components, they are cleaved off and digested in the large intestine. And so that's probably why there isn't that glycemic index or that high glycemic index associated with monk fruit. So all of that is good news. I like the taste of it. Let's now talk about how to apply this, this seemingly miraculous sweetener, right? Almost seems too good to be true, but so far it is. And I recommend that you look for it in packaged goods. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And I do recommend that you bake with it. So it's always fun to bake some fresh cookies on a weekend with your kids and enjoy those. I would enjoy, even though it has no glyce, a very low glycemic index, anything that's sweet, I think should always be consumed after a big fatty meal. That certainly helps take away that initial hit, that increase in serotonin, also the rise of glucose or the insulin hit that the body takes if it is a real sugar. So it should be a treat, meaning it is a treat. It is occasional and it is special. All right, so I'm going to mention a product. I don't think we have this on our affiliate store, and I'm going to check. If we don't, I'm going to put it on there. It's by a company named Evolved. They are called Keto Cups. They come in many different flavors, almond butter, peanut butter, coffee tasting. They are peanut butter cups, essentially. My favorite are the almond butter cups. They're individually wrapped. You know, they look and feel and taste like Reese's peanut butter cups. I think they actually taste better. There's a quality feel to it. They're also a little bit, you can taste the fat in it. They're loaded with MCT oil. They are vegan. They're paleo. They're gluten-free, of course. Here's the ingredient list in big, bold caps here. Organic almonds, organic cacao, organic Jerusalem artichoke fiber, organic cacao butter, organic MCT oil, and wait for it, organic monk fruit extract. The MCT oil is wonderful, especially for your kids, for their brain development. Cacao butter, almonds, can't go wrong with that. Jerusalem artichoke fiber, great prebiotic for the gut microbiome. Per serving, it's 130 calories. Okay, there's some calories there, but they're not coming from carbs. Seven grams of carbs and there's, let's see, total sugars are less than one gram per serving. That would be one cup. And I mean, this is a perfect example of foods that are available that you can, again, individually wrapped, you can throw into your kid's lunch, you can give them one when they come back from school, you know, after they've had a quick meal, a snack, kind of a fatty snack. These options do exist. And by the way, any food that has a very low glycemic index, uh, like monk fruit, is actually a food that does not cause cavities. This is a snack that you can literally snack on and not worry about brushing afterwards. Seriously, there just isn't enough of a karyogenic component in here. That's a cavity causing food to produce cavity. In fact, the fats and the prebiotics, those are all good things. So I would recommend Evolved Keto Cups. My favorite, and again, I mentioned it in that podcast where I had to somehow get off of my addiction to sugary products and I used dark chocolate. I kept lessening the sugar content down to about two to three grams per serving. That's a bitter chocolate. Some brands do it better than others, and that may not be palatable to your, your one-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, it's also harder to chew. By the way, these keto cups are very soft. They're delightful. The feel, the texture, the taste, the smell, all of it is fantastic. There's one drawback to this product. They melt very easily. 
uh, in a warm car, they will lose their shape. And again, it's a natural food. There are no preservatives in it. There are no, you know, there's no carrageenan in there and, and products that try and stabilize a product. So again, that's a good thing, but you do have to be careful about that. You can put them in the freezer if you want and then bring them out and eat them cold on a hot summer day. You can put them in the refrigerator. A lot of people will refrigerate them and eat them cold or let them cool down a little bit. You can put one in a pocket in your hip pocket for a few minutes and, the, and that will warm it up. So thank you for that question because you know I, I don't talk about specific little details like this often enough, but this is a, a small specific detail that can make a huge improvement in your life systemically, also when it comes to oral health. And again, keto cups, I would recommend you try them out. I have no affiliation with the co company at all. I haven't even spoken with them. Typically, I like to speak to companies if I do recommend their products, I'll, I'll probably do that sometime later this week. But again, they also make their own chocolate, by the way. I have not tried it, but if you can get a chocolate with about five, six grams per serving for your child, I think that's much better. Remember, things like even Yoplait yogurt, 32 grams per serving of sugar. Some of the sugary drinks are just off the graph. So we're talking about very low sugar amounts here. And Remember, give your child a chance to adjust to the taste and to there being less sugar. Eventually, they've been desensitized to how much sugar they can actually sense or taste. And so it may take a few days. And the best way to introduce a product like this to your one and a half year old is to eat it before they do. Eat it in front of them. Make a big deal about opening the wrapper. Bite into half of it. Show them the other half. It's creamy. It's soft. I mean, just show them that big smile of satisfaction on your face and, and then, you know, let them ask for it. I think they're going to enjoy it. It's really a no-brainer. Keto cups are delicious. Every time I've recommended it to patients, to moms, they, they come back and they're like, my goodness, why didn't I know about this before? This is a no-brainer. The person who asked the question, the listener did mention fruits. Fruit can be very sweet. I would recommend not drinking your fruits. The fiber is important. That seems to lower the glycemic index of a fruit and also the response to that sugar. So definitely, you know, lemons, that's not sweet, but oranges, apples, again, in moderation, I would put that, again, I'm a big fan of the paleo diet. I would put that into the treat category. Nothing wrong with it. If it's uh, occasional and you drink some water afterwards, again, there's more sugar in an apple than there is in a keto cup. So keep that in mind. And remember, the apple does not have uh, fats in it. And so this keto cup, I'm really liking and I, I'm recommending. I would definitely check it out. Anyway, I hope that helps. Again, very simple question, but with great ramifications. Uh, if we're eating a lot of junk, for example, if you're eating real Reese's peanut butter cups, completely different story, different path, different destiny in terms of health, in terms of health span and lifespan. This keto cup is the way to go. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search our Find a Dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, 
and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health. 